0: Give us this day evening edition is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson from the Order for Evening Prayer from the Book of Common Prayer, 1928. These reflections are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd Reformed Episcopal Church in Tyler, Texas.
1: Today is Friday of the 20th Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from Matthew chapter 21, verses 17 through 32.
0: And he left them, and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning as he returned into the city he hungered, and when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it, and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward for ever. And presently the fig tree withered away, and when the disciples saw it they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching, and said, "By what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority?" And Jesus answered and said unto them, "I also will ask you one thing, which, if ye tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things: the baptism of John, whence was it from heaven or of men?" And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? But if we say of men, We fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. And he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work to-day in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whither of them twain did the will of his father? They say unto him, The first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not, but the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might believe him.
1: Son, go to today in my vineyard, our Father says to us, verse 28. God has planted us in his garden, his kingdom, and he has called each of you to go and work in his vineyard today. It's a wonderful thing to be planted in God's garden. It's a place filled with every kind of fruit that is good to the eye and good to the tongue and good to the stomach. It's a place of unparalleled beauty and joy, and you have been placed in it. But having tasted the fruits of God's garden and beheld its joys, you're expected to contribute to the good of God's garden and be a participant in its goodness and bounty. It's something that's there for your enjoyment, but only to the degree that you invest yourself in it and labor together with others for the common good and for the glory of God. It does not belong to you, but to God. It is a garden, and not a self-governing wild orchard. It needs to be tended, or else it will return to weeds and unfruitfulness. Israel, too, was the garden of God. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. And the Israelites were God's peculiar people, chosen by him to keep his land. But throughout their history they played the part of the second son, the one who said he would obey the Father and go and work in the vineyard, but in reality refused to. At this point in Matthew 21, Jesus is still speaking to the chief priest and the elders of the people, who had just confronted him about his teaching and authority. The place where they did this was in the temple, the house of God, which could also be seen as the garden of God. And so Jesus is warning them that though they speak as if they are obeying the Father, they actually are not. The tax collectors and harlots will enter God's kingdom and garden before the chief priests and elders, for although they initially disobeyed, in time they repented and obeyed. There's a lesson for each of us here. At various times in our lives, at various times in our day, we may be acting more like the first son, who said he would not obey, but did, or the second son, who said he would go, but in the end does not. Other times when we've said to the Lord that we will gladly die for him and move mountains for him, But when he asks us to clean the latrine or forgive our brother or give our unit of pleasure for another person, we balk. We have a habit of professing our love boldly for God and then continuing to go on our merry way, as if we had not just promised God the moon and the sun. It can even become like this in that most special of occasions, Sunday morning worship. We may say to ourselves that we go to worship God, but on some Sunday mornings we may not feel like being there. We say that we will establish a holy time each day for God, when we can be alone with him. When that time comes and the morning is too early, or there are too many things to be done, or the evening comes and we are in leisure mode, we miss our appointment with God. We hear the voice of God tell us exactly what he wishes for us to do next, and we say, Yes, Lord, and then fail to do what he's just told us, and what we just vowed to do. But aren't we also like the first son? Are there times when we initially refuse God? We get stuck in our bad habits or patterns, and in a quiet way refuse the pleading of the Spirit in our lives. We lack faith and refuse to leave our warm, fuzzy cocoon when God calls us out to the adventure of the butterfly. Hopefully at some point we realize the error of our ways and we repent. And that's the difference between the first and the second son, isn't it? Their profession of obedience aside, both of them initially refuse to do the will of the Father, both are sinners. But what separates the first and blessed son from the second and cursed son is the place they end up. In our lives taken as a whole, no matter where we begin, There are only two places we will end up: in faith and obedience to our heavenly Father, or in pride and disobedience to our heavenly Father. In our daily lives, it's the same thing. Sadly, we will continue to sin in this life. That's an unpleasant fact. But what distinguishes whether or not we're acting like the first or second son is whether or not we repent. Even the thief on the cross, at the hour of death, had one final chance to repent. No matter what else he had done before, whether you're hired first thing in the morning or work only the last hour in God's kingdom, the wages are the same. The important thing is to step forward and begin laboring in his kingdom. Actually, there is a third invisible son in the story. He reminds me of my long-lost brother Hector. You see, my dad used to tell my twin brother and I that we were actually triplets, and that we had another brother named Hector, who now worked as an elevator operator, I think, at Elmhurst Hospital. I'm not sure I lost track of him in the 1960s. This third son, in this parable, is the one who says to the Father, I will obey, and then he obeys. Regardless of which of the sons you are today, the point for all of us is the same. Listen for the voice of your father today, and when he speaks, obey. This is the way of the third son, Jesus Christ, the Son, and all who follow him in the path of cheerful obedience.
0: Give Us This Day Evening Edition is a presentation of Always With Christ Radio, Radio in the Anglican Way.